2015, that's the time officially now the viewpoint can get going. We've sorted out some of the challenges that from time to time would occasion on this side of things, but best believe the balance of the show is going to go, one, without glitch, and two, more importantly, hopefully feed you the type of content that can take the needle forward and move the needle forward, as it were, not least this evening to do so is must. Miss Asia Adams, CEO and founder of Abakukuli. Now, Asia is the founder of Abakukuli, being a non-profit organization that, tra- that trains people in the 4IR skills space, Fourth Industrial Revolution. Um, and perhaps when we say Fourth Industrial Revolution, just prepare yourself to answer what is the 4IR, please, Asia, because we had a member of the EFF ask the Deputy President, Mabuza, what... His comment was on the Fourth Industrial Re- Revolution, and suffice to say, that was a debauchery of a response. Now, going back to the work of the organization Abakuguli, at the end of the course, students are able to build an e-commerce-enabled website, promote their profile in micro-businesses, on social media platforms, and to sell their skills on the freelancer market. Abakuguli is currently working on building mobile labs, which will be fully equipped with state-of-the-art technology, drone simulators, and a humanoid where learners can explore coding, artificial intelligence, data analytics, robotics, and other 4IR skills. The objective is to drive the trucks to remote rural areas to create awareness and run many workshops to educate young minds about future skills. I would probably even say not even future skills, but skills that are now currently in great demand in the country and the world over. Asia Adams is on the line of Abakukuli. Asia, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us on SAFM. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be on here. The honor always is ours, so please let's get that right. <laughs> Perhaps you should talk to us about just play setting this conversation. What is the Fourth Industrial Revolution? What is 4IR for South Africa? And where are the necessary developments necessary, or where are they currently taking place in this minefield of a technological space that the 4IR is? So, good evening to all your listeners. Firstly, sorry, <laughs> I was going to get into it, then I remembered I'm a Greek. That's what my mom said. Um, <laughs> so, the fourth industrial revolution is just another revolution that happened or is happening currently. Um, we've had three before. So we've had the locomotive, we've had the machinery taking over, which um, some of our parents really lost their jobs back then. So they were um, uh, laid off. I think it was a Great Depression during that period. We've had the computer era. We've had, um, you know, we started with wood. Stone man started with wood and stone. And then we moved on to metal. So these are all the phases of the revolution. The fourth industrial revolution, just another phase. And the fourth industrial revolution is basically just advancement of the computer era um, or the IT era, um, but it's more to do with technology and advancement digitally. So it's more to do with artificial intelligence, um, more to do with robotics, more to do with digitization of almost everything. So... That is what the fourth industrial revolution means. What does it mean for South Africa? The fourth industrial revolution is not just um, secluded or on its own for South Africa. So um, when I speak, when I speak at forums and people are like, oh, we don't really want it. And I'm like, whether you want it or not, it's going to happen. What yeah. I'm trying to do with Abagutuli is 
unlike our parents that went through the Great Depression, unlike the era of the computers where everyone was studying studying MTSE, I would really like to ask those people where they are now because it just became a boom. And I really think that it was just trying to interrupt people into studying something so somebody could make money some way. I mean, it just made no sense that so many MTSE students came out that era. And so if you don't, you're not going to be part of something. Um, I actually wrote a status today to say, I just don't understand why all the big organizations and the unions are never at these forums and no disrespect to anyone, to any particular party. But I'm just saying, if you really wanted members to uplift themselves economically, I would already plan ahead now to get people jobs and not even just a job, but a better job, because once you have a four-hour skill, you'd probably be paid better. So I'll give you an example. We mm-hmm. had a company ask us to, and you must stop me because I speak way too much. I'm we had a company ask us <laughs> to do agriculture, right? And in this agriculture, they check the fruit and they check if it's okay or not, whatever. And um, they have a person doing this manually. Now, I'm sure this person loves to go out, chat with everyone, grab a cup of tea, slice the cake, slice the milk tart, and that's it. The problem with that is that the paperwork is delayed. Um, the work is sometimes shoddy because they, they've got people skills. Admin skills are not their strong point. And there are some errors. So I said, look, if you do take the drone out, so we do precision agriculture with a drone. You take the drone out, firstly, you aerial survey the area where all the trees are. So mm-hmm. you know exactly what's going to happen. Then you take aerial shots or photography um, or topography, like we call it, uh, with a drone. And then you can uh, do the count and that data you can analyze and you'll get a quality, very quality report, right? And so they're like, yeah, but don't tell the people because they wouldn't want to. And I said, no, you do it now and you get... Because you need their input. It's their job. We can't just send drones up and say, okay, well, now it's done. We've got to know what they need to do. But also give them the skill. Give them the drone license. What they'll be earning then, they'll be earning more now. And so people are like, oh, come on. You think companies are just going to pay more? Yeah, because a lot of the repetitive work will no longer be around. Mm. So they'd rather pay good quality for the, for the core of the work than to have shoddy work done by a whole lot of people because you're eliminating the people element, the, the, the management of it um, for the certain jobs that they are. So you're going to get somebody a better job in that instance. Let's it's talk about the skills that are necessary because I think a lot of the time people tend to think computers and technology and all of that will replace people totally. And there might be those who come up with that argument, particularly in the manufacturing space where a lot of manufacturing is done through automation and there might be less need for people on the ground doing that work. But in the greater value chain, I think there's scope and space for people at the other spaces of the value chain to enter. But specifically what Abakukoli does as the nonprofit, when you talk about training people in 4IR skills, what essentially are you talking about? You made an agricultural-based example in effective use and deployment of technology. But what generally are you referring to at Abagodgodi as skills development? Okay, so I just want to answer the one question. Yes, there are going to be things that are going to be taken over. Um, 
by machines. I mean, people ask me, what jobs, what jobs? And I'm like, anything that is repetitive will probably be taken over by a, a, a machine or robot. So example, you packed the boxes before manually, the chances are those boxes are going to be packed by robotic machinery. Now, we're not talking robots sitting there like in Robocop or whatever. The machinery is robotic. That's why they say robots, but it's just robotic, the artificial intelligence. Any job that is repetitive or mundane. So um, you'll look at, let's say, people packing, people, um, uh, if you look at, uh, you know, sometimes there's some places that they scan without the cashier around, that's probably jobs that will slowly but surely. Automated chatbots will take over more, so it'll be instead of these massive, like, um, 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 call centers where you call in and, and, and ask for someone, you'll probably have a core uh, group, and then you'll have a um, more um, repetitive um, uh, robotic automated group. What skills are needed, and what, do, what does Avagutuli do? So we have a motto, we don't believe in jobs. We don't believe that we are preparing anyone for jobs. We prepare people to make money. Um, the, 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 if you look at the stats, you know, so many unemployed people. And so we've moved away from the job market. Um, I don't know if you are on TikTok. I actually went on TikTok just for the algorithm. If you look at TikTok, um, if you look at the top uh, influencers on TikTok, they are just ordinary people who sat there, saw a niche market, got the audience, and they're making millions, Okay. So the world of internet makes millions. Now, everybody's not going to make it because you need to know what to follow or how to get into the audience. What we're saying is that the world of freelancing, the world of social media... But what are the skills that you are teaching? I mean, I understand what is in store for those who go that route, and you're making it very sexy, but there still needs to be the engine to get to that point. Now, the technology, the actual work that is for IR, when you talk about coding, what is coding? artificial intelligence, data analytics, robotics. What are these things? I'm trying to effectively use this as an opportunity as well, more especially for those parents who might not necessarily understand what this is about to better engage their children who might better understand what this is for the perspective for argument's sake of career guidance. So these are careers, obviously, but what do they actually mean? Break them down for us, please. Okay, so um, artificial intelligence is just... um programming a piece of machinery most of the time it's in robots or humanoids it is just programming that machinery to think on its own and to collect data the strength of artificial intelligence is collecting data and using that data to move forward an example so if i collect data on an edutech or edu forum where we use education and there's artificial intelligence i will now know that um, there are, instead of five answers from my data I've now collected, five million answers collectively. So you've programmed that machine. That's artificial intelligence. Coding is making a thing do what it's supposed to do. Everything has coding in it. Everything. Your, your phone, your, your, your um, machinery that they use is coding. Coding is a language. It is not math. A lot of people come to me and say you need math. It's a language. You can get four or five-year-olds to code. You can code games. If you look at uh, Minecraft, it's a game that the kids play. It's a coding game. Mm. It teaches kids to code. 
data analytics and data science is breaking down that information and looking at it um, to make sure that that information feeds into the end result. So if you look at the world of buying, you didn't just, oh my God, I was just thinking about this pair of shoes and there it comes up. It's everything that was collected that optimized the information, that's called optimization, that brought that information to you, data analytics. There's a company here that you buy from online that can tell you from your first buy what you'll buy in the next 50 years, the way they, they, their system works, they program their system. So it is the data is more important than anything else going forward because without data, you can't collect what's going to be your, your assumption for the future and what, is, what was your past that will make up the greater part of the mm. future, if that makes sense. It, it certainly or, does. All these things are already happening. It is not new. It is just big words that is already happening to everyone. The artificial intelligence, the data analytics, the data science is all around you. Somebody said to me, you know what? Drones can stalk you. I said, no, you got your phone for that. You're fine. Don't even worry about the drone. The drone is the least of your worries about it. But having said all of this, all of these things, there are things that are needed very intricately and there are things that are needed uh, lower level that you can do. So both of it has both spectrums. If you look at a social media manager, a social media campaign manager, these were jobs that weren't around a few years ago, just a few years ago. Mm. You know, a traffic manager, same is going to happen with fourth industrial revolution. As much as the repetitive mundane jobs are going out, there are new jobs coming in, and that's what our Google is trying to do. So what do we teach them? We teach kids how to design a mobile app. How many people say, no, I want to design an app at an hour? We teach kids how to design chatbots, a simple thing. And so we teach kids how to do digital marketing, how to do e-commerce development, uh, fundamentals of coding, how to repair a drone and maintenance of a drone, how to fly a drone specifically to videography, precision agriculture, aerial mapping, um, topography. And why do we do all of these things? So we watch the World Economic Forum and we watch the freelancing site. I dare any parents to go and Google freelancing jobs. These are the jobs that are needed with freelancing. And that is why we help these kids get the skill. And then we put them onto a freelancing site, our top preferred freelancing site, five. They get onto the site and then they um, get jobs from there. One, What's the name of the website for the freelancing? Oh, there are a few. We've got a few. Fiverr's one of them. Oh, we've got quite a few that we put on. It depends on the program that we're doing. Okay, very well. No, I just wanted no. some parents who possibly would be listening to this conversation no, to literally log in. And no, they can they can just Google freelance jobs. That's it. It's international um, or freelance apps they can go. Um, but most of these are exactly the jobs they want. A chatbot developer. They want to. You can get somebody to do your website overseas. You can get somebody to do a voiceover. You can get paid to do a voiceover overseas. You can do sound production for TikToks and YouTube 
um, overseas. And all of this is necessary to bring in those on the margins of society into the mainstream and maybe those who have skills but don't have a way of using them quite effectively. Perhaps that might be a low-hanging fruit and an easy entry point to get one money and jobs, but more importantly, some much-needed experience. We do have a caller on the line, so let's go to KZN. Mdu is on the line. Mdu, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, sir. Well, how are you? I'm good. Um, mm. I just got I just got a question for your guest that um, I think she knows that in this country, um, South Africa is pretty much responding to the Fourth Industrial Revolution. We we not we not we not the initiators of Fourth Industrial. We are we are responding. So which means, as you respond, you have to acquire tools, and these tools are all acquired from abroad. Now to with what level of confidence can we say South Africa can be the initiator of the fifth industrial revolution if everything we do is imported to handle our response to fourth industrial revolution? That's the first question. The second question is, to what degree will AI uh, touch and tap into indigenous knowledge? She talked about taking those trucks to the rural villages, etc. The rural villages are rich in history, are rich uh, in content, are rich in culture. Surely, 4IR cannot replace that. If my grandmother can teach someone else how to make a doormat with some grass and some, and, 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 and some plastic, that can last a year or two. 4IR can never replace that. But what 4IR can do, it can teach someone else. So to what degree can indigenous knowledge be tapped by this 4IR? That's Thank a fantastic you. question. Thank you so much. I'm much appreciated for that. Asia? Yeah, let me answer the first question. Firstly, South Africa is reactive, but we don't always look for everything out there. Rwanda is the, um, the technology hub of Africa. Rwanda's government includes their mandate to be 4IR. That's why they're way ahead. So give me, let me give an example. During COVID, Rwanda used humanoids to take COVID tests. None of their people were affected. So they weren't affected. The, the, what do you call it? The first-line workers, right? right? They weren't affected. Um, yes, South Africa is very active. I have this argument all the time, especially in schools, because we hear about coding, we hear about coding. My son was 80, coding his first game coded his third game without code. Without code is even coming in. Um, can I predict that we will lead the fifth industrial revolution? I cannot. I don't sit on the leadership. Can we do it with our skills? Absolutely. South Africa has amazing skills. I sit on the 4-hour committee. I know exactly you know, the people there that have the skills. They might not be the, the decision makers, but I know the people on the 4-hour committee. So, yes, they do have the skills. Um, one of the, the skills needed for 4IR or the attributes is innovation, creativity, and problem solving. And I think if we get that, we will get why anyone who moves forward with a 4IR idea are people with those attributes and skills. Um, I hope that answers his question. I, I do agree to some extent that we are sitting back and we are reactive. 
but Africa is very much instrumental in our art. Rwanda, Kenya is another country that's instrumental, as well as Ghana, as well as Nigeria. Um, on the other question, whether we go into rural areas, absolutely. You know, there's certain Not just things. going into rural areas, but I think extracting the indigenous knowledge systems and making them one proliferate so easily accessible on a grander scale and because of that commercializing them no i i don't and i think this is where i want to come in we're not going into the rural areas so we can change any of the um traditional things that were done because remember the more traditional now in this day and age the more expensive it has become you know people have gone back to traditional medicine traditional gear traditional um uh, clothing, cloth, all of that. What we're trying to do in the rural and, and farm areas is try and break the cycle of poverty. So we don't want to let somebody just be um, thinking, okay, I'm just going to be a farm worker. I'm just going to be uh, a farm picker or something. We just want to create awareness so that there is a bridge that is that the bridge that we built so that the that gap is enclosed. Because I've seen a lot in the farm areas that that is where they are kids falling out of school, dropping out um, at the age of 10, 11, and then going into um, farm uh, to be a farm worker job, which is absolutely fine if they prefer. What I do want to do is expose them so that they have the opportunity of finding that out. And we do that through fun games. We do that through teaching them that these are the things that are going to be there. One or two of those kids are going to say, you know what, this is what I want to do. And I think that it's only fair that people are given a platform of opportunity. I think they misunderstood when they thought that we're going into the rural areas and we're just going to 4 everything. 4 needs so intelligence to be pumped into it. I think that's the, the thing that people keep missing. You cannot, cannot create something without it being pumped. You cannot say this is how the thing needs to do the weave without it being done. What it probably will help in the rural areas is that where there's a lack of, you know, people infrastructure and people can't get to a doctor, so mundane um, 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 operations, uh, sorry I call it mundane, but let's say, you know, you, you, your finger or your, your skin is open and you need a few stitches. That's an actual... Um, robotic machines can do. They've already done it at Tiger Bowl. They've already done it at Curtis Gear. Yeah, yeah. So, so that is probably won't that save a few lives? I mean, instead of you bleeding to death just for a, something that happened, a small thing that could have been prevented, but now somebody can't get out. There's no infrastructure to go in. There's a lack of that can probably save a life easier. Yeah, no, you are certainly um, preaching to the converted in relation to the usefulness <laughs> of technology and especially in the development of technologies for medicine, technologies for agriculture, technologies for water conservation and related reticulation and the integrity just of not just the water as a commodity but as a resource together with many other resources. There certainly is value, but I do think, and I think the gentleman raised the point and you sort of worked it nicely as well by suggesting that our policies don't quite speak to the reality or not infused as much as they could. And the Rwanda example certainly in that regard is well received. How do people get hold of your final question and how can they ensure that they use your services? Uh, so Abba Wukuli, that's our website, A-B-A-G-U-Q-U-L-I dot C-O dot Z-A. And all our information is on there. 
And yeah, there's an info email on there if they want to just ask a few questions. If they want to ask how to collaborate, how to partner, they can ask me on there. And that's it. It's uh, as simple as that. <laughs> Fantastic. No, certainly do appreciate your time, Ms. Asia Adams, CEO and founder of Abakukuli. And for good measure, Abakukuli means transformers in the Zulu language.